And welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 29. Today we are featuring Garrett Russell from the band Silent Planet. woo But before we get to the interview, before we get to the episode, before we get to the jams, I want to let you guys know that audibletrial.com slash killrock is your place for 150,000 titles for free. At least one. You get one free audiobook download, free 30-day trial, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash killrock. You can cancel at any time, but check out their services. Every time you sign up, every time your family signs up, anytime anyone signs up with that link, it helps support the Kill Rock podcast. So go down audibletrial.com slash killrock. 150,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any MP3 player. That is audibletrial.com slash kill rock welcome to the kill rock podcast today we have silent planet and this is their song first mother Silent Planet with their song First Mother off their album The Night God Slept released on Solid State Records. How is everyone doing today? This is a Kill Rock podcast. I am your host, Keith Settles, and this is the last episode of 2014. Wow, this year has gone by super fast. The beginning of the year, I was starting my second quarter at Musicians Institute, 
And I finished in uh, June, I believe. Yes, in June. And uh, from then on, we did the podcast, started the Kill Rock podcast in July. And we are so grateful that you guys have joined us in the process. This is a second interview we have had with Silent Planet. Garrett is actually our first repeat uh, interviewee, I guess you could say. Uh, and we're so honored to have him on the show. Uh, first time we had him on the show, we didn't get to talk about Solid State Records. We didn't really even get to talk about The Night God Slept. We did a little bit, but not so, not too much. Um, this time, we get to talk about Solid State Records. We get to talk about The, God, the Night God Slept. And uh, we get to talk about them touring even more. Stay tuned. We will get to Garrett Russell in just one moment. But last week, I promised you guys with the episode uh, featuring Matter, uh, episode 28, I promised you guys I would talk about two things. One was the Where's the Band Tour stop at the Glass House in Pomona featuring Dustin Kensrue. That's right, Dustin Kensrue. Now, you guys should calm down because there's going to be quite a bit more cheering. Yes, yes. There's going to be more for you guys to cheer about in just one moment. But yeah, I said I was going to talk about two different things. I was going to talk about the Where's the Band tour as well as uh, my top five albums of 2014 that you're going to be able to see on IndieVisionMusic.com. But I'm going to give you my top five. And you can check out the top, my top 20 as well as my top EPs and top 10 songs of 2014 at IndieVisionMusic.com. We'll get to that after the interview at the end of the episode so you guys can have a little cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> Unless you guys don't really care. And you just want to listen to Silent Planet. If that's the case, then go to about 15 minutes of this uh, episode and you get more Silent Planet. But first, I'm going to talk about the Where's the Band tour. Um, my girlfriend got me for Christmas two tickets. Well, one for her, one for myself to go see uh, Dustin Kensrue, Casey Crescenzo, uh, also uh, Dan from uh, Alkaline Trio and Andy from Hot Rod Circuit. Such a great time. I always loved the Where's the Band tours. Um, we used to go all the time when Dustin was on it. We'd see it with him, uh, Anthony Renari from uh, Bayside, as well as Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids. And I'm not a huge Get Up Kids fan. Not at all, really. But I really do love Matt Pryor when he does his acoustic stuff. But anyway, he wasn't there for this stop. Uh, it was just the four. Uh, I love Casey from The Deer Hunter. I actually forgot that Casey was on this tour. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to go. Yes, I wanted to see Dustin, but I've always loved the deer hunter. I've always loved Casey and his voice. I'll tell you one thing. He can play with anybody. He can play with any of my favorite bands. And I'll tell you that Casey's going to be the best singer of the night. That's a fact. Even with Dustin playing, I think Casey has a way better voice. He's a more talented singer. And, you know, when it comes to acoustic stuff, I think he writes a little better. I think with Dustin and Thrice... I think Dustin gets a lot of help from th from the rest of the members of Thrice. There's no real uh, breakout member of Thrice, which I think a lot of people might get a little angry with me saying, or might get a little butthurt about me, like with me saying that. But I think Thrice is a machine. I don't think Dustin is a real breakout superstar because 
he's a part of that machine. With the deer hunter, everything the deer hunter does is Casey. Casey has written everything. He's probably one of the most talented songwriters I've ever seen. I've ever heard. Um, his stuff kind of is sloped downhill for me a little bit uh, with migrant as well as I'm not a big fan of the color spectrum, but anyway, uh, you know, he played mostly everything he played was from the color spectrum and from migrant. And I thought they were a lot better acoustic than I actually did full band. Um, Casey was amazing. Dustin was amazing too. Dustin did an awesome Neil Young version, I guess of uh, Millie Michelson, which is one of my favorite songs on air. It's, you know, probably one of the songs that speaks most to myself, especially as, you know, someone who has dealt with a lot of, you know, depression and stuff like that. And uh, I think Millie Michelson is a great song. And I think he did a great job. He added harmonica to it. And uh, it was just great. I love Dustin Kensru. Uh, and I loved uh, Dan from Alkaline Trio. Man. I, I was never really a huge fan of Alkaline Trio. I liked a couple songs, but him doing these songs acoustic, I think that's one thing about songwriters. Uh, sometimes, you know, you might not even prefer their rock and roll stuff, full band stuff, but when you listen to it acoustic, it's different. It's a lot different, and it sometimes it's even better because you feel the heart from the songwriter a little more than you do with the full band. I don't know. It's just a different element, I guess. Uh, it was great though. I, I, but all those bands were, all those bands have been great to their scene. And it's great to be able to see, you know, Dustin get back on stage. It's been two and a half years since I last saw him. And the last time I saw Dustin on stage was with thrice on their last show in uh, Santa Ana. Uh, so it was great. And speaking of thrice, the day after the Glass House Where's the Band Tour show, you could go to thrice.net and you could, uh, you know, it's there's proof on thrice.net. Thrice is getting back together in 2015. You guys could clap again. Yes! 2015! Yes, 2015 is going to be such a great year because not only did Thrice announce something, actually, they didn't even announce a new album. They didn't even announce a tour. They just posted a picture that said Thrice, 2015. What does it mean? I don't know. I think it's going to be a new album. Dustin has said for the last couple of years that a new album is never out of the question and to see them tour again would be amazing. Kind of funny how we released the matter interview with myself elijah and dk fanboying out about thrice last week uh the day after the glass house show it's just kind of you know ironic actually the funny thing was with indievisionmusic.com i was uh, you know brandon told me the owner brandon jones he said hey can you write a review for major minor since i know you're the biggest thrice fan and uh, I was like, you know, I can't be biased, right? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I think you'll do a good job. So I did it. I released it on uh, November 20th of uh, 2011. And then the day after was the day that they broke up. Well, they went on hiatus. Uh, 
So it just so happens that the day that we have Matter come on the show, fanboying out about Thrice, it just so happens that day is the day that they post the cryptic picture, Thrice 2015. Now, what's going to happen? I don't know. But I can tell you, 2015 is going to be a great year. Not only is Thrice coming back and recording an album, or maybe, okay, sorry. No, Thrice is going to do something in 2015. Let's just say that. Uh, not only that, but the starting line has also announced that they're going to do a new other, another album in 2015, which, uh, for myself, I'm a huge, uh, Kenny Vasoli fan. I've always been a huge starting line fan. And so I'm excited to hear what that's going to sound like, especially with, uh, you know, the last album that came out in 2007. Wow. We're going on eight years. Uh, they released in 2007 direction. Um, it was, it was quite different sounding than based on a true story and, uh, say it like you mean it. So I'm excited to hear what the starting line is going to have. Uh, what other albums there's there, you know, the announcements are starting to build up. You know, Emery has a new album come out this year. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I've heard the new song on, uh, the, a bad Christian, uh, compilation album, which you can go pick up at badchristian.com. Uh, our friends talking trees are on it. So go check that out. But anyway, the new Emery song, I'm not too fond of it. I'm not too excited about it, but it is still Emery. So I'm excited to hear whatever they have to release. Uh, what else? Man, I feel like 2015 is going to be a huge year. Haste today is releasing a new album. Um, I've always been a fan of the odd years, not so much the even years. I've always been more excited for odd year album releases and maybe because Thrice was always on that, uh, I guess that that album cycle where it was odd years. Um, Emery's always been on that on that odd cycle. Uh, City's Burn was on that odd cycle. You know, odd years have always been good years. Um, but that's not to take away what 2014 has offered. Uh, 2014 has had such great albums, and we're going to talk about that after the Silent Planet interview but before we get to the silent planet interview i just gotta let you guys know that audible.com audibletrial.com slash killrock your place to go pick up your free download your free audiobook download audibletrial.com slash killrock and if you guys want to support the killrock podcast in any way other than audibletrial.com slash killrock rate and review go to itunes go to stitcher go to wherever you listen to this podcast and write just a little ditty about how you like the show, how you dislike the show. Also, give us a rating uh, five stars, please, especially if you like the show. If you don't like the show, it's fine. Give us one star. That's cool. But uh, rate and review. It helps us out in every way, especially when it comes to people trying to find podcasts. It puts us on those lists that, you know, people can find. Podcasts are a big deal nowadays. Haven't you noticed? Haven't you realized? Podcasts are huge. So go read it and review. And bands, if you're a local band and you want to get on the show, whether you want us to play your music or you just want to talk to us, you want to do an interview with us, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. That is your place to send us an email and get your stuff on the show. Other than that, you know, just help support the Kill Rock Podcast. And anyway, you guys would like, uh, we're working on some new ideas, uh, graphics, as well as t-shirts and merchandise type stuff. So stay tuned for that. Right now, we're going to get to Garrett Russell, 
from Silent Planet, part two of uh, you know them just being on the show, I guess. Uh, we are going to play a jam off their album, The Night God Slept, off Solid State Records. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. Truly, this song is First Wake, here on the Kill Rock Podcast. You'd be shouting on
So, welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. I am out at Malone's in Santa Ana, California, sitting in the Silent Planet van with uh, lead vocalist himself. Second time on the show, our first repeat um, you know, guest on the show, Garrett Russell. How you doing, Garrett? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. What are you eating there? In and out burger. <laughs> it's good to be home. It's good. How long have you been? How many? Is this your first date back home? Yeah. Really? You're gone for like five or six weeks. Wow. After the night God slept, before or last time we talked, you didn't even announce what label you were on. That's right. Yeah. You didn't. You basically to all of us, you were in label purgatory. Yes, label purgatory. And then you announced that you're signed with Solid State Records. Uh, one of the probably at least in the metal world an iconic label i'm so so honored to be a part of solid state records what what came about how did that happen who talked to you who said hey uh garrett russell sign with us um well yeah they hit us up october 2013 after we put out the dark strand video and they expressed a little bit of interest um, now, was that when you guys released the Dark Strand video on HM, am I right? Yeah, uh, yes. Actually, no. I, we might have released that one with Blank TV. Oh, okay. A couple months later, we put out, um, a couple months later, we put out our Tiny Hands video with, um, HM. Okay. That's um, right. so at that point, Solid State was, like, interested, but they wanted to, like, wait and see. So then we put out Last Sleep, mm-hmm. um, in January, which was kind of... A last second thing um we were going on tour and we realized that we didn't have any copies of our old ep come on come weather and so we decided to just uh to just make a uh make an ep out of out of what we had this, this is mitchell have you met i'm you, mitchell oh you know mitchell I'm Keith. From, what, you, know, Keith. you don't know mitchell Stark. i never met mitchell That's no. interesting i've never I, met so either. you never played with a band called the day i ate the moon <laughs> no. Okay. Let's leave so that in the dirt, his, his band, the Perusha, the Perusha, Parousia, whatever. Okay. Was, the Perusia. Uh, Perusia. Yeah. And then uh, this is Igor. I know. I emailed him about Brother Wolf. Oh, okay. Wasn't it like recently? Yeah, this was like a while, while ago. Gotcha. Your Brother Wolf is on and on for me, so. No problem. We can talk about that. Okay. We can talk about that. It Sounds good. Come on, I now. hope this all makes the interview, Keith. That would be sick. No, this is the best interview I've ever had. And especially because you're... Well, you're slowly meeting the band members. I'm, I'm meeting every single member. I've known you guys for like the last, maybe like five years. Yeah. And I haven't even met this incarnation of the they're band. Like all of our first shows were with Keith's band. It's funny that gotcha, Keith's okay. finally meeting the band. There's going to be a lot of that tonight, actually. <laughs> to be fair, it's pretty pretty new incarnation, so... No, yeah, I, 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 like, but yeah, even before yeah, Alex, March. and Alex has been in the band for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't met Alex yet. That, that definitely surprises me. And oh, you know yeah. Thomas, obviously. Thomas yeah, Thomas, yes. Around here. Uh, Garrett Limster, Spencer, and uh, Ryan will all be here tonight. And we could totally over. talk about the tattoo that I got. What's up? The tattoo? <laughs> the what's tattoo that? that I got. What's, what's that? What do you mean, what tattoo's that? What, where is the it? The tattoo I got at your apartment, or your dorm. Oh, yeah, the bear. No, wait, wait, no, I didn't get the bear. I got get? the thrice one. Uh, I got the bear one with one. an Asian. Yeah, okay. we, I think we have a few. Yeah, <laughs> we all have a few, uh, a few apartment tattoos on our bodies. I'm really not gonna edit any of this. I think this is like the best. <laughs> this is the it's best so far. Definitely not contrived. You know, this is just life happening as it happens. We're just shooting it, man. Uh, okay, so they contacted you guys in October. Uh, didn't pursue you guys until last sleep, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, they, um, they, that, I mean, I guess they kind of pursued us and they kind of didn't. And, uh, 
we just kind of kept trucking because for us, like, being on a record label has never been the goal. Right. Um, not that it's, like, been the antithesis of a goal. It just has not been the goal, right. so to speak. So we released Last Sleep, and uh, in, like, March, they started getting really interested um, after we did a tour on Last Sleep, and we played South by Southwest, and we got picked up by Artery Management right. and uh, Artery Booking. Um, so that that's when they started getting, like, more interested but uh, yeah, I, I really I really like Adam Scatula at Solid State. Is he um, A&R? Yes, he's he's pretty much the he's the A&R at this point. Okay, he's just really one A&R, which is cool. I think it's uh, the labels just stays on the same page pretty well. With right, just Adam, kind of reporting to uh, uh, Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. So um, right, yeah. So it's been it's been cool for sure. I I'm kind of I I like it. You know, I I like working with Adam. I like. Uh, there's kind of a tension for sure. Like, we don't always agree on everything, but I think that's like pretty good and healthy. Cause like at the end of the day, like he's pushing for one thing, and sometimes I'm pushing a different way. I think we're both very motivated people mm. who can be pretty straightforward. So, but both your intentions are for the best of the band. Yes, of course, for the best of the band, and uh, I mean even for me, the best of the label. You know, I mean, I guess it's kind of synonymous. If if the band does well, the label uh, succeeds too. Right. So I guess uh, ultimately there, and then obviously we, we share our faiths, and I think um, our faith in Jesus calls us to uh, to make certain like decisions sometimes. I think it comes into play. It's not just like a thing that we just have in common that's random. I, th- I think that it actually comes into play in a very real way sometimes, which is also good. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy that that's the case. Well, now we talked about the incarnations of Silent Planet yeah. uh, while everyone was like kind of running in. Um, let's talk about the in, the different incarnations of Solid State. I yeah. mean, Solid yeah. State started out with let's like, talk the, about that. like, I like that. Training for Utopia, Zayo, Up Until yep. Under Oath, Norma Jean, August Burns Red, and then Oh Sleeper, and now it's you guys, Wolves at the Gate, Fit for a King, yeah. all three bands I've had on the show, uh-huh. great bands. Um, who else? Forevermore just joined the label. Yeah, newer bands, Forevermore, uh, the ongoing concept. The ongoing been on concept's for, been on the label. For a while now. Well, um, let's talk about that because now it seems like Solid State, though a few years ago a lot of people would probably think they were dead in the water, now it seems like they have new life. Yeah, I think uh, no, they. I think they undoubtedly dropped um, lower as far as like record sales go, and uh, I, I think as far as like tour manager, <laughs> Jesus sweetheart. <laughs> I think as far as like record sales go, and as far as like. Um, notoriety and stuff. Right. It definitely dropped for a little bit. And there's still, they still have way less, like, known Warp Tour-ish bands right. than they used to. And, and and I think they will always be that way to a certain degree. So first of all, Solid State's never tried to have huge rosters. They've never wanted to have massive rosters. They want to really focus on their artists. Second of all, um, whether or not people like them, Solid State only... Uh, signs bands that they actually like musically. Right. So, like, they okay. have to be behind it musically to, to a certain extent. So, obviously, um, there's a big difference between Fit for King and Wolves at the Gate. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they both, like, they, they appreciate both of those bands um, on, on a musical level. And uh, that, that, that sort of comes out with their signings. And none of the bands really sound exactly the same. I mean, you guys yeah, are like different from so. Fit for a King. You're yeah. Different from Forevermore. Wolves at the Gate. I think Wolves at the Gate is probably the most different out of everyone. 
well, besides not going. Yeah, Wolves at the Gate could definitely be one of those. Like, it could almost be tooth and nail. Yeah, know, as far as like I totally agree. Style. And I think where they're where you're gonna see that band getting pushed actually it will be more some markets like tooth and nail markets almost. Um, is the there future. a competitiveness? Competitive? Is there a competitiveness with those bands at all? Like, or even if it's friendly? Um. You know, like when we did our first album, first week album sales. Mm-hmm. You know, there was definitely people who were like, "I wonder where they're gonna rank." So right. there, there's a ranking. There's yes, an actual, exactly. Like, uh, for first for debut album, so Fit for King holds the title, and uh, they they sold thirty three hundred first week. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean in this year? Oh no no. Or uh, in general. So so I'm saying they're a debut album for an artist. Oh, so debut their album. first ever label album. Okay. Uh, typically, that that's its own chart. Like, right. if you look at the record charts of like how, because as you know, um, a lot of things, mm-hmm. like you look at sales to date, and then you look at first week album sales. Right, is kind of typical. So, first week album sales gets thrown around a lot, not only by booking agents and management, but even more these days, kind of by like uh, bands. Like, right. it's kind of like a little metal to pin on your jacket, so to speak. Like, <laughs> oh wow, this many people, this is our number, and it's. It's somewhat overestimated because you can do a lot of tricks to just like yeah. bump that number like crazy. I mean, Taylor then, Swift got platinum on her first week. Exactly. Do you think she sold all those in the first week? No, exactly. Not at all. And and obviously with a lot of bands, uh, booking agents and managers have started to look at second week album sales mm-hmm. because if you did 5,000 first week and then you do 500 second week, right. like they kind of average that out. And it doesn't mean your first week doesn't count for anything, but it does mean it's like okay, like, clearly they aren't the biggest record-selling band in right. the country. exactly. Because 500, certainly. So, anyways, all, all that whole number thing is to say, I, I definitely have noticed maybe a little bit of, like, not not competition, but kind of just, like, y- you kind of know where bands are at. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, I think it helps the label for other bands on your label to succeed. right. Um, so I think we're, we, we definitely want to be a team, a family approach. Um, and that, that's honestly, that's not me just saying that to, um, try to sugarcoat everything. I, I think that we really want to be a family as you know, face down records is known to be a family type right. of environment. And, and we love that about face down and solid state has that too. And I, I would honestly say that solid state and face down have that with each other, like really? at least on a band level. Well, yeah, they, they had, uh, well for today isn't on face down anymore, but for today was on the Christmas album as well as the Memphis may fire. Memphis may fire. Yeah. And who are they signed? They're on a fearless. I think they're on fearless. That, that label's massive. Or I think yeah. they're on rise actually. Yes. Rise. It rise. is rise. But it, I mean, it seems like solid state's reaching out to the other independent labels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not just Face Down. We, I love Jason from Face Down. He's one of the best dudes we've ever known. We, we seriously considered his label um, for for a while, and the the bands on that label we're very close with. Uh, mm. Those who fear, right. we love those dudes. Saving Grace, all over right. New Zealand, we love those guys. Mouth of the South are some of our very closest. And friends. You guys toured with them this summer, um, am I right? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're, we're very close friends with Mouth of the South. We love them so much. Colossus. Love those dudes. Great band. Um, Former guest of the show. Their their recent album just crushes. It's so, so good. So good. Um, Alex is one of the very best vocalists I've ever heard live. Really? He's a freak. He's so good. Um, <laughs> I've never seen, and when I was telling you about Prepared Like a Bride, I yeah. was there to also see Colossus because I had Jim on the show, yeah. and it was just a bummer that it wasn't able to work out. Yeah. You'll enjoy Prepared. They're so good. Let's talk about... The Night Got Slept. Yeah. Because you announced the title of the album on the Kill Rock podcast. I don't know how many people really picked up on that. 
Um, but yeah, you guys basically took your sound and something I wasn't really expecting. You guys kind of made it. You, you already had your own sound, but you're able to broaden it with this album. It wasn't like the same songs repeating. It was like but, a lot of diversity. How do you feel about really this glad. new album? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're proud of it. You know, we're, it, it feels good to have it done. It feels good to show it to people and just honestly be like, hey, this is what we sound like right now. <laughs> and I, I guess I'd put a put an accent on right now because yeah. um, things will, I think, grow and develop and change. There's certain aspects to our music that different guys in the band like more or less. You know, this guy may like the fact that our guitarists do some pretty weird chord things right. that involve the weird stretches of the hand. <laughs> and some people may enjoy that that we like have these like little fun tapping rhythms some right. people may enjoy the ghost notes you know and there's different there's different things that like actually go into our music that, that we love and i i think all of those things will stay but how they're presented and a lot of stuff i i think will continue to grow and change i think adding igor and mitchell who um are not only really tight live guitar players, which is a big strength of them coming in, mm -hmm. uh, but also uh, they're very much musicians. I mean, they write music. They love writing music. Uh, they love music, and they have they have both been the primary writers of every project they've been in in really? the past. Both projects I admire a lot um, for various reasons. So it's cool to have Igor coming from Behold the City, who they were one of the more unique bands I, I think out there unfortunately they were on red cord and they had some stuff go on we can talk really about red cord later yeah we, we <laughs> definitely can having having igor has really uh, brought a very interesting vibe i mean he grew up playing classical jazz in russia okay so he is not an american hardcore kid he's just very different um from from the ground up and it's awesome and obviously having mitchell um Mitchell is truly a genius, like actually a genius. Like he actually taught himself Russian because he was bored. It's not something that most <laughs> bored kids do when they're 16. And you know, he's uh, maybe the tightest live guitar player I've ever seen. Really um, awesome, awesome guitar player. And uh, yeah, dude, just all around like really, um, really stoked to have these guys in on the writing process. And Spencer as well, obviously. Right. Still, so. so he's still going to be a part of the writing process. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Spencer's. Um, I mean, it. Yeah. Spencer's still part of this family, part right. of this band on 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 paper. And then there's so many people um, like yourself who are part of this family at heart. I totally appreciate that. And I, yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's been like, dude. You know, it, from from the get go, it is so beautiful to watch a story grow into still have family and to be sitting in this van with you two years ago um from you know when we had put out like two and a half years ago we'd put out come, come, come weather, weather and had you guys do our fun little opening show and right. we had no idea what it meant to tour and we did it very poorly um and it, it's it it's so fun to to grow and see things change and the, the more that things change and things get kind of things get so, sort of heady or cerebral or like you know you got you got to do this and that and this and that and things uh, business stuff comes into play right you just want to see those people again and just be with them you know because and that's what makes this lovely yeah because i haven't i mean the last time i saw you were sitting in a diner yeah in pasadena that's right talking about your band and where yeah. you guys are going and i don't even think you guys were even i think 
the video for Dark Strand was just done. Yeah, that and, was about it. And yeah, and uh, Last Sleep wasn't out yet. No, it was not. Last Sleep wasn't out at the time. Um, how do you guys feel like you've grown from, you know, come wind, come weather, all the way up until uh, the night God slept, and throughout, like, from touring and all this stuff? Yeah, I think, um, I think that <laughs> we have, they got, I think that the, the, the guys who are in this band now and touring, um, I think that it's just right for us at our, at this stage in our life, um, to be just like roughing it, dude, you know, like really roughing it, really like, roughing it, really, really roughing it. I mean, as you know, we're sitting in this van. So imagine six people being in this van for 24 hours because we drove straight from Dallas to here. Really? And so you got two guys here, you got two guys in this bench behind us, and then two guys laying on this table. Which if you look how close the table is to the ceiling, it's close to being a coffin. <laughs> but it has to be that high because we shove all of our gear under that massive right. wooden table. And all the guys in this in this band, like sure, everyone has bad days, good days, but like we, we work hard. We like to think we work hard, we play hard and we love each other and we don't we don't let ego we don't let our personal lives like take precedence over one another because at the end of the day like if you call yourselves a christian mm -hmm. um you, you need to be serving your brothers you need to be serving people you need to be putting other people before yourself and i think that we're we're doing that at a good rate right now and we're able to do that because the guys in this band have really really kind of counted the cost of what comes with touring because there's a cost man you, you lose something you know every uh professor of mine told me every decision involves loss and i think i think a lot about that every decision involves loss um whenever you decide to do something you're inherently deciding not to do something else whether you're deciding to walk to the right and grab something in your pocket or walk to the left and sit down you're, you're always losing something when you're making decisions and you're also gaining something but there's always a loss and 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 there's a pretty pretty large loss that comes with being low-level touring but uh we've uh, sort of counted that and decided that we should be doing that right now how do you feel the future is for the band i mean you guys are signed to a label as a diy band you guys did incredibly well do you think that the label's going to help you even if it's not uh you know even if it's not necessarily in album sales but it is in like tour support are they giving you tour support are they helping promote the band all that more? Are you guys going to be international? or How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I think... Um, so far, what I know the label's helped us with is getting our CD out to the people that need to hear it, mm -hmm. um, to the people who would have potential interest, and getting it in stores, which right. they've done. What um, stores? I think it's mostly indie stores. I don't think it's in Best Buy right now. Okay. Um that I'm aware of. I know the recent Fit album is, um, but uh, I know that we've had people come who have like bought it at like, this guy bought it at like Hastings. Hastings. That was in Houston. I don't know if that's a small chain or if that's just a completely indie stock shop. So it's been in, in stores, like some indie stores. And uh, it's also been, yeah, they've pushed it, you know, um, to yeah. the right people. I think the one thing that our label does not do do maybe like some other labels do or at, at the rate as prepared like a bride's van going out <laughs> um, I'll be I'll be glad to talk to them pretty soon um, <laughs> about their van yeah I'm gonna shoot a text um, 
So the the one thing that our label doesn't do that that we need to focus on is really international. Right. So we do a lot of that pushing ourselves. Okay. Um, our friend Tyler from Being Is An Ocean is helping push our material internationally. As you know, Being Is An Ocean has established themselves massively internationally. Right. More so internationally than domestic, which is pretty rare for an American band. Um, so we definitely are working on that right now. Um, now, so, see, that's a perfect transition into our middle break. In our break. Yeah. Um, before we go to our break, I want to hear, I want to, I just want you to let me know or tell me. Um, the Kill Rock Podcast, we got affiliated with Audible.com. I want to hear, what is your Audible Book of the Week? Audible Book of the Week? Oh, probably probably Out of the Silent Planet. Oh, okay. Yeah. By C.S. Lewis? Yes, by C.S. Lewis. Well, that that, that makes sense. That's kind of egotistical of you. <laughs> I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like I'm trying to tell people, I'm like, we're not the good Silent Planet. There's, there's a good Silent Planet from a dude who died a long time ago who wrote a book. So, <laughs> so there you go. Out of Silent Planet, our Audible audio book of the week. AudibleTrial.com backslash KillRock. And yes, I totally turned this interview into a promo. Yeah. So I can make money for Check the podcast. Making millions. <laughs> Keith, I can't see you. There's just dollar bills up to your eyes. I know. Like, where just, are you? I don't, Who I, are you? I'm sorry. I'm making more money than you guys now. <laughs> you are making so much money. That means absolutely nothing. That means you're making a couple dollars a day. <laughs> and we're going to get back to Gary Russell in just one moment. He said it. Our Audible Book of the Week, Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. Yes, we had to put off that as our Book of the Week because I have read it at least three or four times. I love that book. And it just so happens that we had Silent Planet coming on the show. So I'm like, hey, uh, that's not going to be our Book of the Week. But you can go pick it up, audibletrial.com slash killrock, Out of the Silent Planet by C.S. Lewis. We're going to get back to Garrett Russell in just one moment, but we are going to play another song off their album, The Night God Slept. This one is XX City Grave. Here on the hashtag KRP, the Kill Rock Podcast.
We're here out in Santa Ana. We're at Malone's. I've never been to Malone's. Have you been to Malone's? Um, yes, we played our, like, first or second show of 2012 at Santa Ana Malone's. We played, we played a show at Malone's March, uh, I think it was March 2012. You're very good at dates. I like, I like to think so. I didn't get a lot of dates in high school, so I'm trying to catch up on my dates now. That's, I didn't that's get, called a dad joke. I didn't right get there. any dates till I was 24, so. Dates. Uh, we're, we're talking really, about the we're, fruit, we're really right? We're good with puns. Yeah, we're talking about fruits, right? <laughs> collecting collecting dates with my In-N-Out burger. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we've played here once before, and then I've been here a few times. Most recently to watch uh, in April... Phineas was on tour with uh, a couple bands, which included Dayseeker. Dayseeker. That, that tour like ended here. Yeah, I thought it ended at Chain Reaction, or was that with you guys? That was the Sleeping Giant tour. Oh, that was different. Yeah, that was August, a Chain Reaction. In yeah. August, it was us and Sleeping Giant. And Phineas. Um, and Phineas. Phineas was in the middle. Of those who fear and uh, this for the apocalypse. Yeah, that was really fun. Are those boys coming tonight? Um, which guys? Oh, Phineas. Phineas, yeah. Lee was going to last second, couldn't. Sean was, uh, Sean la- cannot. He's like leaving town, I think, tonight to go to Atlanta or something. Okay. And Bryce and Dan, uh, you know, live opposite sides of America. I love Bryce. I've yeah. never met Dan. Oh, really? Never oh, met he's Dan. He's awesome. Um, no like... tour ends here in December. Does it really? Or like the 19th or 20th. That's with you guys, right? No, 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 no. no, no. That's with, um, Death of an Era. Death of an Era, yeah. We were. You guys are going on the tour we were, with Four we today. We considered to do that. Yeah, in yeah. January we're going to go out and right. play like five shows with Four today. At Rocket Town. I hate you. We're playing Rocket Town. I you hate you. Rocket Town? No, yeah, I have been at Rocket Town. I have. When was that? That was in 2009. Me and um, Joshua, who was the guitar player in the Proja, we went down there for some sort of like Christian music conference because it was during the Dove Awards, and uh, we were trying to get on this tour, the Extreme Tour. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Um, Demon Hunter. No, no, this was way low budget. Like, no. You know how low budget tours are now? Yeah. Or just in general, how low budget tours are? This was like lower than low. They were playing at like Christian camps. Like, no way. Yeah. But anyway. What band? No, no, no. It it was the Extreme Tour. It was an actual tour that was put on by. Who was on it? No. Do you know 2464? Yeah. Okay, they were on it. Um, anyway, we were down there. Oh, hung, no way. That's funny. Yeah, hung out at Rocket Town, and my dream was to always play there. And now I'm, like, looking at things, and I don't really have too much jealousy towards friends bands that yeah. are making it, because I love you guys. I right. appreciate you guys. But, God, I hate you guys because you're playing at Rocket Town, and I was never able to play there. Oh, that's dude. Only you know jeal- we play there more than anywhere. I'm pretty sure. I and- think we've actually played Rocket Town more than any other venue, because we've played it. Like six or seven times Because it is a Christian... It, well, it's owned by Christians. Yeah, it? well, Michael W. Smith, like, yeah. straight up just donated all the money to open it, like, to build it and stuff. Uh, have, it's like, really cool. It's actually, uh, it's, like, the coolest place ever. And now we can plug in Rocket Town when I'm putting this in the description. Yeah. We oh, talked about Rocket Town. Dude, I love Rocket Town. It's, uh, it's like a family it's like a home for a lot of bands i i have yeah we we really appreciate rocket town i know a lot of the people that work in the industry they just go to rocket town and get coffee during the day and use their internet 
just to do some work. Yeah, oh, totally. Know? It's just this awesome place. The lobby's really it's open, spacious. Uh, and the stages are beautiful. tables and foosball, and there's a recording studio for kids. There's a dance studio. There's 3D different venues for music of different sizes. There's a massive indoor skate park. Probably the nicest part is their big skate park. Like, it's, it's just a cool place, man. It's giving giving kids cool constructive things to do instead of hang out and be pissed that's really awesome <laughs> I, mean, I, I like not being pissed yeah um well okay we brought up sean mccullough let's talk about the guest vocals uh we have a few more minutes let's talk about the guest vocals yeah. on the night god slept you have rory rory rodriguez yeah vocalist of Dayseeker. you have nathan mead from Life helix you have joel can i not pronounce his last name from being as an ocean and uh sean mccullough obviously yep. from phineas yeah. And did you say Natalie Nichols? I said Joel. I don't know his middle. Did, oh, did you say Natalie? No. She's on Tiny Hands. Natalie Nichols. Yeah, Natalie Nichols. She's the French girl. Yeah. I but she's not. Her. She's American, but she sings. She's singing she, French. She understands French pretty well, so she it's actually pretty convincing. Is it is, is it the same girl from the original recording? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Same girl. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about it. You guys, I have a big gripe against metal bands doing this because I feel like it's been so it's been yeah. done so many times, but for some reason on the night got slept it's forgivable and this is why it's because all the parts that they're singing are parts that they're so comfortable with would you agree to that yeah like you absolutely. have you have joel doing a little poetic thing you have sean doing his big meaty burr, burr, burr. Yeah. you know you even got rory singing on it and i was talking to someone they're like i wonder why he gave they gave rory such a big part over everyone else how, how did you guys write these parts for these people did you specifically say hey rory i'm writing you a part or did you just feel like it fit well what i actually do um with like vocal parts is i just um i ask people to actually write them themselves okay um lyrically and everything some people do that some people say nah just write it for me and I'll perform it. Um, a, a good example is Rory got really into this this song, First Mother, the concept and everything. Right. Spent probably more time researching it than I did. Wow. Had a fascinating analysis of like all of the, the story and the song. Just wrote the sickest part and then uh, performed it. And then on top of that, it was a great performance. He was like, you know what? I could do it a little better. And he came back <laughs> and like redid part of it um, when, when Joel had come in to do his part. So like Rory had come in to do his part with Nathan and then like six months later came in to do it with Joel. Oh, um, wow. So Rory, Rory just got so into it. Not only like on a conceptual basis, but just killed on the performance. And uh, as a really cool example of like a just artistic collaboration. Um, and yeah, you know, it's funny. All those people are, at the end of the day, f our friends. Right. They're all from Southern California, actually. Um, yeah. Joel's the furthest. He lives like well, probably two hours away in San guess Diego. Guess technically from Southern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just uh, Southern Southern California yeah. in San Diego. But, you know, you got obviously Sean, Natalie, Rory, and Nathan are all within like 30, 40 miles of us. Right. So it's, it's cool because it's... I mean, that's what I wanted to do. You know, honestly, a lot of bands get their names out there by attaching themselves to, like, bigger names and straight up paying them. Like, yeah. I've been hit up several times. P P kids have asked me, like, how much do I pay you if I want you on our <laughs> album? And that's just seems backwards to me. 
that like you know I think if we're friends and stuff it's just I should just be stoked on what you're doing. Right. And, I mean, you know, to each their own. That's just my philosophy. Well, I mean, because you have Maddie Mullins on every single album. You have Garrett yeah. Rapp on every yeah. single album. Yeah. Where yeah. does it? When does it stop? Yeah, it's, I mean, to me, it's... Nothing against either of them. It's not, it's just, it's very different. Because, like, and it makes people assume that, like, I guess, like, we paid Joel... Or like we're like Joel, you know, mm-hmm. will you be on our album so we'll get out there or something? But it's like we played one of the first shows ever with them they've mm-hmm. ever played, and um, the day after you and I played a show actually in April 2012. Okay. Um, way back when they were um, an undiscovered band mm-hmm. before they like had this massive momentum, but um, it was just it's just it it comes out of like love for making music, you know and. I don't know. So sometimes the business of things of like, you know, getting your band out there because this person will make you more popular. Sometimes that that kind of stuff can just I don't know, overtake the actual love of of the collaboration. Right. Cuz I'm I'm stoked that Joel was on it, not cuz he doesn't sound like being his notion. He sounds like himself. He sounds he like does. Joel, you know. <laughs> he sounds like himself, but like what I'm saying yeah. is that his part is like so him. It's comfortable yeah, to definitely. him. You're not making him do anything that he's not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, you know, I definitely have a vibe when we're writing these things that like this guy would be really good right. for that. Um, we gave, yeah. It, it's it's fun, yeah. But it, it's a bummer. Some people get like way bigger parts and way smaller. <laughs> um, but I'm soaked on all of them. Like Sean has a pretty dang small part in Dark Strand. At but least I, compared to Rory. Compared to Rory or <laughs> even Nathan. But I feel like at least when Sean comes in is like really like the big one, maybe the biggest momentum of the album. Yeah. And so it's it's funny because it's small, but it's like Sean is, in my opinion, the the most overall talented metalcore vocalist I get the in chills, the world. I get the chills thinking about that part. And, and he's just, yeah. dude, I mean, he having Sean on that, I mean, Sean's my brother. Yeah. Sean and I are just... Like, I it's dude. God is good, man. He's God has used Sean so much to keep me alive, keep this band alive. Sean and Lee, both from Phineas, have just been um, the are the reason this band still exists. So having Sean on that um, was awesome. Frankly, I'll probably have him on our album again. Okay. I don't well, really care what the rules of it are. It's like at the end of the day, it's my brother. You know. Well, I have two more questions. Yep. Number one. Um, should I start getting ready for the second album? I mean, I got a, <laughs> I got a part on the next album, right? Yes, of course. Yes, <laughs> I just want a whole Perugia part, the whole, whole full band. Well, I've heard stories about one of your songs and how it was written, so we're gonna have to talk about <laughs> licensing and. Uh... Oh yeah. Uh, from Spencer. No, from, from Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last question. Um, you guys, you're gonna be on the show again. I'm going to make sure that you are on my show at least twice a year, if not awesome. every other month. Dude, I'm I'm always down. I, to me, this is just hanging out with a friend. I love it. I love hanging out with you, especially in here. It's I've never even been in the, the van yet. How bad does it smell? I don't smell. I'm a guy, dude. It doesn't yeah, that's smell true. Bad. I think this stuff helps. Black guys. Yeah, I guess so. Black guys? Oh, black ice. <laughs> okay. That's... <laughs> so... Any last thing you want to say before you come on the show again? Garrett Russell. Um, I'd like to say thank you to anyone who has listened to our music or stole our music or um, disagreed with what we're about. 
Thank you for sharing this experience. We'll with talk us. about that next time. Thank you for. We'll ta- when this podcast gets more established, we'll yeah. talk about your beliefs next time. Yeah, no, we we definitely frustrate people sometimes. And, <laughs> and I'm I'm so thankful that we can do this. Um, you know, it's uh, it's an incredible thing to see what happens when you face the humility and love of the gospel against a very violent and starving world you know it's uh it's it's fun to to be a part of that it's, i'm so thankful that that we get to do this and uh i'm thankful that you want to spend time with me keith dude thankful that people there's gonna be people at the show tonight who know some of the lyrics and shout them at me and that means like so much to me like that'll never stop to amaze me the moment that ceases to amaze me i better freaking quit right because like that is crazy that is crazy sauce it and, totally makes you not want to be a doctor, huh? Yeah, probably. Or at least, like, <laughs> stop for a second. And just be with people, man. Garrett Russell, thank you for coming on the show again. Just thank you. Thank yeah. you for thank you for performing, and thank you for following your dreams, and thank you for writing songs that are deep enough that people could break away from the cookie-cutter metal mm. and actually listen to something that's of substance. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm stoked to be... That, that, that we're considered in that you know there's 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 a lot of cool bands that inspired us to to try to do something a little different and it's cool that, that we can maybe by some you know be thought of as, as one of the bands that's part of that push against push against doing things the same you know why not why not be crazy why not be utterly consumed by the fire right? <laughs> all yeah. right have a great show we'll see you tonight love you all right and we want to thank Garrett Russell from Silent Planet for coming on to the Kill Rock podcast. Always a great time getting to talk to him and uh, seeing what's going on in his brain. Probably one of the more strangest people I've ever met. But at the same time, he's not that strange. He's actually a really, really awesome down-to-earth person, and we love having him here on the Kill Rock Podcast. I'm so grateful that I got to meet him a long time ago. Gosh, it was such a long time ago when he was playing with his band Hepafilter. We actually met in Bakersfield, found out he was going to Azusa Pacific University, um, which is basically down the street from where I, from where I grew up, and uh, that's where we became friends. That's where I that's where I've gotten. Uh, that's where I got my uh, Alchemy Index tattoo on his uh, kitchen table from some guy that I barely met that day. He did a good job. the The kid did. He did a good job. Anyways, awesome having Garrett back on the show. We hope to have him again uh, pretty soon. Hopefully by the time summer comes around. And uh, yeah. The Night Got Slept. Go pick it up. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, everywhere. It's basically everywhere. You could buy it physically. You could buy it digitally. Do not go to those sites and uh, download it. You know, I know they. I know that they appreciate people listening to their music, but it's just such a hard gig nowadays for these bands when uh, they're basically given their albums for free, and it's not even you know, it's not even what they want. They don't want to give it for free because they want to be able to make a living off the music that they make but sometimes you can't fight the beast and don't know really where i got you know that from but i guess it's just something worth saying um 
Debbie Downer over here. Anyways, thank you, Garrett, for coming on the show once again. Hope to have you on again soon. Now, as we end 2014, it is time for myself, Keith Settle's top five albums of 2014. Number five. Number five on the Kill Rock Podcast top five of 2014 goes to Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties for the album We Don't Have Each Other, recorded and produced by Ace Enders from the early November, fronted by Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years, fresh off my favorite album by The Wonder Years, uh, The Greatest Generation. This album is definitely, for sure, highlighted by the mid-track, number five, Divorce and the American South, which basically this whole album is just a story about a breakup it really is and divorce and the american south probably one of the more heavy hitting songs at least for myself definitely making my top 10 list of songs of 2014 um very heavy hitting very heartfelt and the album is just as good as that one song so go pick up aaron west in the roaring 20s we don't have each other now go pick it up Number four. And yes, I realize how stupid this is. Well, at least, you know, the noise affects stuff. My number four album is Taking Back Sunday. Happiness is the second album uh, featuring the rejuvenation of John Nolan. His third album of Taking Back Sunday, his second in the last couple of years. Uh, this album, I feel, is the best album that Taking Back Sunday has released since where you want to be in which I think that is taking back Sunday's best album where you want to be. I think happiness is, is a really close second, if not first. So go check out happiness is by taking back Sunday. That is number four on the kill rock podcast. Top five. Let's get to number three. Number three. The number three album on our top five emma rosa versus released off rise records this is the first album released uh with bradley walden as the front man and we did an album review earlier this year with nate viscara and basically we both just gushed over this album it's a great album uh i believe i gave it a three out of five and yet it's still number three on my top five list really shows you how critical I am of uh, these albums. But this album is great. The Probably one of the better uh, written albums of the year, musically, especially. Lyrically, even more so. Um, so yeah, Emma Rosa versus. That is our number three. Number two. I don't think number two is going to shock anybody. We had these guys on the show a few months ago. Wolves at the Gate. They are our number two album of the year. Five by five. Released on Solid State Records. Probably one of the few albums this year that I could just pop on at any time and just jam. Like, it's kind of uh, surprising to me that they aren't number one. But when we get to number one, you'll kind of understand why. But 5x5 is a great album. 
and it deserves to be on uh, everyone's top five list. Uh, heartfelt lyrics, very well done musically, very, very well done musically. It's not the typical metalcore where it's like breakdown, 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 shreddy part, breakdown, breakdown. It's very, very, uh, all the music is very cohesive with it, with itself. And uh, they have great songs, uh, Relief, Dust to Dust. Uh, it, it's a great album. I suggest everyone goes, pick, goes and picks it up. It is three. It's one of three of the Solid State albums that have made our top 20 list. That will be on IndieVisionMusic.com. Obviously, the highest rating Solid State album on this list. Yes, I did not. I think I spoiled it for you guys. Actually, I didn't because you're not really. I don't think you guys are going to really expect my number one. And the number one album of 2014. Number one! And the number one album of 2014 brought to you by the Kill Rock Podcast from Indian Lakes Absent Sounds. That's right. From Indian Lakes, Absent Sounds. Such a great album. And you know what? The funny thing is, is that I think uh, a lot of people have probably thought that that was going to be the best album of the year. Uh, I know a lot of people probably thought that I was going to choose that as the best album of the year. I think I kind of chose it to be the best album of the year from January of last year. But, and the album didn't come out until about September or October or something. Uh... You know, the, the album had to actually take some time with me. Uh, I didn't think it was as good at first. At least uh, not as good as uh, their former albums. But a few listens in, maybe like about four or five cycles. I get it. It's a great album. And it's worthy of the top spot. I, I've said this a million times on the show. From Indian Lakes is the best band going right now. The best band. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They are the best band that are touring, that are releasing music, that are writing music. They are the best band out there right now. Bar none. I know a lot of people that will agree with me. I know there's quite a bit of people that will disagree with me, and that's okay. For those people that disagree with me... That's right. Boo on you. This episode is very, very, <laughs> excuse me. This episode is uh, very sound driven. A lot of applauses. I think they had three sections of applause in this one. Uh, a couple boos. And uh, yeah, we had some sound effects in this episode. I dug it. I love this episode. Silent Planet. Uh, top five albums of the year. Thrice is getting back together. Uh,. What a great way to end the year. What a great way to end 2014. And thank you guys so much for joining us this year. Um, for joining us here at the Kill Rock Podcast. For letting us fill your ear holes with uh, beautiful speech. Yeah, kind of. Uh, beautiful music. And awesome guests. Beautiful guests. Every guest we've had, uh, babe, bar none. Next year, we're excited. We're going to have better guests. 
no, well, not that they're going to be better than any of these, but we're going to have a lot of awesome guests. Uh, and the show's going to get better. I think that's what I was trying to say. The show is going to continue to get better, uh, hopefully. And stick around. 2015 is going to be huge for the Kill Rock podcast. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for just downloading, subscribing, and we thank you guys for rating and reviewing. Please go do that, especially after you listen to this episode. Go rate and review this episode of the Kill Rock Podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think of our top five albums of the year. Also, go down to audibletrial.com slash killrock, get your free audiobook, get your free 30-day trial, and help support the Kill Rock Podcast. Help us get merch, help us uh, make better designs, help us, you know, help us forge the way to make this podcast better and better and better every week. Thank you guys for joining us. We're going to end this episode of the Kill Rock Podcast with one last jam from Silent Planet. This song off their album, The Night God Slept, released off Solid State Records that you can get on iTunes, Stitcher, well, not Stitcher, iTunes. You can listen on Spotify, Amazon, and Google Play, and everywhere else you could possibly find music. This song is Native Blood. Thank you guys for an awesome 2014. Cannot wait to see you guys in 2015. Here on the Kill Rock Podcast.